This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment-related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Thank you. We've got an exciting show today talking about careers and ADHD, how to perhaps choose one, how to prepare for it. And my guest today is Rick Green, who is the founder of TotallyADD.com. Uh, which is an excellent resource in terms of all kinds of documentaries about all aspects of ADHD, as well as forums and um, just good information. Rick started that website in 2010, and his first documentary feature was ADD and Loving It? Question mark, exclamation point. Rick, welcome to the <laughs> yep. program again. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, yeah, uh, I was out there, first met you not long after the program aired. I guess within a year, uh, I was invited mm-hmm. out to Seattle by uh, the local group there. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, the program is actually still running on PBS stations. Some stations, because they're all independent, have yet to run it, and they're starting to pick it up. So we've just signed a contract to renew it for another two years. So Great. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I it's a, it's... What, what I love about it, it's a, it's such the perfect video to show anyone who is afraid they might have it and doesn't want to mm-hmm. look or doesn't believe in ADHD. That was the other big thing about it is if you don't think it's real, here's what it is, and here's all the great stuff you can do with it, um, you know, or uh, things you can do that will dramatically change things. So that's right. been, it's been really rewarding to be able to then produce more videos on the website and a sequel we did for PBS called uh, ADD and Mastering It. So it was, it's been amazing. Yeah, and and I like the way you've, um, I guess, followed up on those with more specific topics and and in-depth things on everything from medications to disclosing your ADHD to um, ADD in preparing for college with ADHD goes to college and also the perfect career with ADHD. And, of course, there isn't a perfect one, but there are definitely career choices that can fit a lot better um, with someone with ADHD, though we all have different yeah, flavors absolutely. of it, <laughs> and that uh, so it's not going to be a single career path. Well, it, you know, it really depends on what you're interested in, and so if you're interested in medicine um, and you're at the uh, opposite end of the spectrum from somebody with ADHD, you may, may want to get into medical research, testing, precision work. Uh, again and again, looking, you know, at, at very detailed work. Uh, if you have ADHD, from my experience in talking with doctors and uh, and people, who, doctors who have ADHD and doctors who deal with people with ADHD, you probably want to end up in the ER, uh, in the emergency room, where you're not having to deal with the same people for 40 years. And how are you doing, Mrs. Johnson? And how are the hemorrhoids? You're, you know, a body comes in and you. It's damaged, and you fix it, and you're the hero. And what do you got next? And what do you got next? And what do you yeah, got it's, next? Yeah, it's quick and it's challenging. And for people, I think most of us who really 
enjoy medicine, the challenge is putting together the puzzle and figuring out what's going on. And there's no place you have to do it faster than uh, in the ER. Um, though there are a fair number of docs in, in uh, many aspects, certainly uh, as a family doc, I had been doing medicine and family medicine for 20 plus years and uh, was told, gee, you know, you probably have ADD. And talking to the <laughs> psychiatrist helped me figure that out. She said, yeah, you do. Yep. And I said, now, wait a minute. How does someone with ADHD get through medical school? And she said, because that's your hyper focus. That's where your interest was. And that was right on the money. Um, yep. I just, I, I mean, I did. When my mom passed, sorry, I was just saying my mom passed away and I found all my old report cards. Mm. Found my university, university marks. And my, uh, the courses that were the core courses for getting my degree in science, I got medium marks. And a few of the easy courses I barely scraped by. The more yep. complex courses like quantum mechanics and relativity, I did really well in. But in fine arts painting courses and in a film course I took, I was getting 80s and 90s uh, because I was interested. And that's, I think, mm -hmm. the key in every, every career. Um, Absolutely. A choice is, is it's got to be interesting. And I also think it's um, like I know how much pressure I was under to pick a career. Um, and back when I was in school, there was grade 13. So you had that extra year to sort of sort yourself out. And I still didn't know. And now, mm -hmm. you know, 40 years on or whatever, I still don't know. And I'm always open to what's going to happen next. Um, I, and I know very few people who got a degree in something and went on to do exactly that in their career. Yeah. You, and you, it, um, I think sorry, that's even more um, now instead of you start work one place and you stay there for 40 years, um, it's changing jobs every four or five years, um, and it, it may be a complete shift. You discover you really like something else. Um, and I, I worry about the pressure there is you know, when you're a junior in high school. Well, you have to figure out what your major is in college. And that's, to me, absurd. And even, okay, coming up to the end of your second year in college, you have to get into business school or nursing school or whichever specialty area and it's it's tough to choose one and then decide a year or two into it boy i've got to go the other way well that's exactly in some ways what happened to me by second year uh i didn't know what depression looked like uh, but i was in hindsight clearly struggling and mm -hmm. i I knew I was not going to get an honors degree, and I switched to a three-year general degree and got out. But I got the perfect job, which was uh, running demonstrations at a science center, uh, making yeah. people's hair stand on end, setting things on fire with lasers, creating oh, yeah. exhibits and shows, and all. It was just it was the best job in the world for me. Uh, and then after four years of that, this government job with a pension and everything, I left and went into comedy writing and and then performing and then theater and then radio and then finally television and uh and then you know at, at age whatever 50 something i suddenly became an advocate for people with adhd and who knows what i'll be doing in three years but it's right and I, and your I, I college really, degree is in is it astrophysics or something like that uh just 
just physics. But yeah, so my degree is a three-year Bachelor of Science. What's interesting is the uh, university where I graduated, the University of Waterloo, which is uh, where the people who created the BlackBerry all came out of. Um, but they named me as one of their top 50 science graduates of the first 50 years. And huh. it was because it was because I was doing the Red Green Show, and they were trying to show that their graduates followed a wide range of pursuits. So yeah. my name is carved on a big boulder there along with <laughs> all these people who are using their science degrees for science. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of if you don't know what you are going to do in grade 12 or 13, you know, grade 12, yeah. or even, you know, people are starting to push you by grade 10 or 11. There's a couple of things. One is to take your time. You know, as you say, mm-hmm. why get hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or $100,000 in debt or whatever it's going to be and discover it's not something you want to do? And my sense of it is, or what I suggest to people who are really struggling is, go out and get a job at a temp agency for a, a year. Yes. Um, this yeah. is what Patrick, Explore. Patrick, Patrick McKenna. Yeah, Patrick McKenna, who is the star of uh, ADD and Loving It, another comedian who got diagnosed on camera. His son went and worked for a year uh, at a temp agency and worked in all different kinds of companies and often companies that did the same thing but would discover one company, a, you know, a packaging company, was great and the other one was horrible. And mm-hmm. he started to realize, okay, it's not the work. You know, it's, it's it's an insurance agency. It's not the particular work. It's the people and so on. So he really got right. And he also got a sense of what he loved and what he didn't like. He liked being physical and so on. And then he ended up joining the military. And he's one of the uh, top four snipers in the Canadian Armed Forces. So mm-hmm. it, it's yeah, really it, it's following the interest because with ADHD, that's your motivation when you've got an emotional connection and drive with it. That's going to motivate you to learn about it, to do well, and to stick with it. Um, and I think the, the first step in all of that is accepting your ADHD. You've got it. it you can't yep. run from it. You can't say, I don't, well, you can say I don't like it, but you can still look yep. at, okay, these are my strengths and figure those out. And these are the challenge areas. What can I do to meet those or compensate or have someone help me or use apps that figure it out? And from what I see in patients who I've known through now, some of them middle school and now they're in high school uh, and then college, the single most important thing to figure out is time management and what system works for you um yeah whether it's you know in the vid- in our video on earning a degree uh dr tony rostain talks about the fact that the parents came in uh when he was dealing with a child with adhd and he's going off to college and the mother called and said no she leaves everything till the last possible moment so you've got to get that fixed or cured and mm-hmm. he went well wait a minute is it working for her you know, is she getting the stuff done? And yeah, it may mean pulling some all-nighters and she's exhausted the next day and so on. But if it's working for her, if that's her strategy, then maybe that's what's going to work for her. Um, and it, that may be a problem if she's in a corporate position at some point and 30 other people are waiting on something or mm-hmm. whatever. But anyway, you know, sometimes what we think of, well, I always do this. It's like, okay, does it work? 
and does it work well enough? You know, leaving it for last minute, it's fine. But maybe it's not. Maybe there's mistakes made, and so you need somebody right. to correct right. it. Or, so so it's, it's, yeah, I like what you say, that it's about knowing what ADHD is. But I'm a huge fan, and I emphasize again and again in our videos, the idea that you want to figure out your particular labor, right. your menu of challenges. Exactly. Because blurting, me, me being very talkative, works really well as a writer, as a comedian, as uh, giving talks and public speeches and so on. I'm calm on stage in front of a thousand people, and I'm in crisis if I have to sit down and read a three-page contract to appear in front of a thousand people. Right. My wife would right. handle that, or I had an agent that handled that. There are, when I'm producing television shows, there's a production manager, there's a location manager, there's right. a script super and so on so there are people who take on those roles and it frees me up to go do what i do best which mm -hmm. is writing yeah. and directing and producing and so on yeah and that's um, playing to your strength which now it may be difficult and with physics obviously you're doing stuff that most of us can't even understand when you try to explain it in english and yet yep. you aren't doing math and quantum mechanics in what you do now so that's uh you know, complete turn from your degree, but the degree doesn't really matter what it's in. You have it, and people want to see, yep, you achieved that, great. But they aren't going to worry about what your grade was in calculus in your first year. So if you get no, exactly. a 75, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's, and that's crucial is... Um, you know, if you if you think about it as a, somebody running an engineering company, like the one my son works at, it's a consulting uh, company, and my son got okay marks in some things and aced some courses and barely scraped by in some other courses. They love him at this company because he's motivated, he's a puzzle solver, he's mm -hmm. um, good with people, he's fun to be around, he's got a sense of humor, he stays cool when things get stressful, he sees even dealing with difficult people. He's found ways to do that. So, you know, as opposed to someone who's got 100 in every course they ever took but is unpleasant to be around, is rude to customers, is there, who are you going yeah. to hire for your company? Yeah, and they may be that, great at figuring out the physics problem but not in relating to people. And so I think that the other one other part of certainly even in high school is Develop your interests if you and try different things. If you really like playing an instrument and being in um, a jazz band or a concert band, great. Keep going with that because it may be something either helpful career-wise. It's certainly going to be something you can enjoy and relax with. Um, so follow those yeah, strengths. Cool. Being in, in drama, that's difficult in high school and college because all of a sudden it's taking a whole lot of time and the uh, week before and the week of productions. But if that's what you love, you're working under pressure. People with ADD often work better there. Um, so follow what you really like. Yeah, and, and I, what I like about that idea, and this is, again, brought up at length in the, uh, in the video on earning a degree with ADHD but, mm -hmm. and in the perfect career as well, is that... Um, is that what you do for a living may just be what you do for a living. You know, a century ago, most people didn't 
have exciting works. They, you know, and you can look yeah. at what, uh, exciting jobs, rather. You can look, it's easy to look around and say, wow, Elon Musk, I want to be him. That's one in a million or 200 or 300 million people are like that. And you prob- if you knew more about his life, you might not want his life or yeah. Bill Gates' yeah. life or whatever. But so many people um, have a job that is a job. And then they're, they are in a band in the evening. They're, uh, they're writing romance novels in their spare time, hoping someday they get published, but not really that concerned. Or writing science fiction or just reading science fiction. Or some people get into you know that cosplay where they show up at comic book conventions with these incredible outfits. Yeah, um, yeah. All of those things take... So that's where they're, they come alive on the weekends, in the evenings. Um, they volunteer. They're a big brother or with the scouts or a uh, mm-hmm. suicide hotline or something. They find meaning outside of work. And my younger brother studied film and uh, graduated at the top of his class and spent his career, has spent his career uh, doing high-end renovations. And he makes huh. more money than I do many, most years. Uh, he, he loves what he does. He's, it's creative, it's physical. He, he yeah. actually has something to point to at the end of the day, which I envy. Um, and he has all of these skills that, you know, now his best friend who started out with him eventually went off and got a job at uh, Chrysler uh, on one of the assembly lines and has been there for 30 years. I think he's bumped up a bit in the company. I'm sure he has. But incredible package. He, you know, yeah. works 30 or 40 hours a week, if that, uh, on the line. And... He gets great benefits, uh, spends time with his wife and kids, is in a band, mm-hmm. is does a whole bunch of things. Yeah, he's got time. variety, and um, certainly you can't buy time. So if no. you may be real interested in it, but you have to if you have to work twelve hours a day, and then go home to family, and you've got a house to take care of and everything else, you can get burned out. Whereas even with an assembly line job, you can probably figure out some ways to get some things done a little bit better um, and, you know, almost make a game or puzzle of it. Um, Absolutely. So that, and he can, if his mind is free, too. His mind is free as he's on that line to be thinking about whatever he wants. And that very often uh, a doctor, uh, one of the doctors in the video talked about this idea that, you may get a job that is fairly simple and repetitive, and it allows you to just then go off uh, wherever you want in your mind. It's, it's not like you're having to make all these decisions. Um, so it's really figuring out your particular ADHD. And, you know, you start with, do I have the combined subtype or am I more of the predominantly inattentive? And look, right. I, I also think you really want to ask the people around me, what do you think I should do? We're, we can't see ourselves, and I don't think that's just true of ADHD people. You, Anyone can probably think of people who got married to someone, and everyone around them went, uh, that's not going to work out. And guess what? It didn't work out because yeah. they weren't or, emotionally invested. Right? Mm-hmm. So that thing is asking people. Right, and it, and parents are great, but some want to, you know, they think, oh, you really ought to be an accountant because you can be a CPA and you can make a lot of money. I'm not sure how much they make, and I think they work too hard at tax season. But um, picking something because your parents think that's what you need to do or because you can make a lot of money, step back and get that 
internship and look at how it really works and decide, do I really want to be sitting in front of a computer looking at spreadsheets all the time? Um, yeah. And yet, I have a number of, of uh, patients I see who are programmers, developers, and they're brilliant in what they do. One fellow who can put together complicated databases and networks and say, you know, this foundational part is what's getting in the way of this really working. And he gets down into the nitty-gritty. And at first, he wasn't very good at relating to people. And when you tell right. the person who developed the software and is the boss of the company, well, you know, this really doesn't work and you should have done that, you're looking for another job pretty soon. But right. he also looked at, okay, this is a problem for me. He went and did some pretty intensive uh, therapy, came out of it understanding himself better and how to relate to people, and yep. he's doing great where he is. So it's, it's not just look at your ADD, but also are there things that drive me personally or getting in the way? If there are, Absolutely. attack them, go through them. Um, yeah, well, and when you think about it, if you're working with someone, if you're working with someone for eight hours a day, how much are you actually seeing your family? And you know how quickly family members can get on your nerves, even just a, you know, a few hours a day. Yeah. Um, somebody, and so, again, if you're, you need to work on your social skills, you need to um, mm -hmm. uh, develop, you know, therapy or however you work at it, and develop support systems. Uh, when my wife and I are out, and if I'm talking too much which can happen, uh, my wife will just tug on her ear slightly as if she's adjusting her mm -hmm. ear. I remember but, you mentioning that. Yeah, and it's wonderful because it's like, oh, yeah, shut up, Rick. And I'm very quick at, it, at me going, anyway, what about you? Or, you know, of turning it around, asking a question and so on. So, uh, you know, a book I highly mm -hmm. recommend for everybody, and it's a classic, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's brilliant. It's, yep. uh, it's written in this love, lovely folksy style, Dale Carnegie. But I, I learned so much from that book, and it's really about um, – being great with people and getting people to be great with you. And it's such a powerful set of tools. Uh, and it makes common sense. You know, when people, I remember reading it and thinking, well, these are just simple things. It's like, yeah, uh, as he but, says, they are fairly simple things, but one in a hundred people is doing them. Yes, so, yeah, yes. And, and I think part of accepting ADHD, and it may be difficult to accept, but for many of us with ADHD that we don't observe ourselves well, we wonder why people kind of stay away or why we feel awkward in social situations because we don't have that um, ease of talking about little things or just relating to someone. And that, I think, exactly developing the social skills, which doesn't have to be read the book, take a class, whatever, but it can be volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, yep. Go down to the food bank. And as you relate to people on a recurring basis, they get to know you, you get to know them. Okay, ask, how's your mom doing? I understand you are having problems uh, at home with remodeling thing. How's that coming? And as you learn to ask the other person about what's going on in their life, that interest comes back to you 
but that takes practice. Um, it does. And it takes a context. It takes a bigger context. I think when you're hired, when you're hired or looking, I think it's okay to say, I'm, or I think it's powerful to say, I'm really, I want this job to go well. I want to be your best employee. Uh, tell me what, when I'm messing up or I'm saying, you know, anything I'm doing wrong, let me know. Um, I want yes. to know. And you've got to be prepared for them to say, you're, you know, you're rude to people. And it's like, and not get defensive. You've got to go, okay. Yep. Thanks what for telling I... me that. And what do I do about it? How do I, and, can, you know, ask for help. And I, I like what you said, too, about interning or, or uh, mentoring or uh, volunteering. Because one week in a company that you think, yeah, I want to work in a, I don't know, a forensic crime lab. Spend a week there and see if you're really all that interested at the end of the week. You know, it's right. Well, I've seen it on TV. Yeah, on TV, you don't smell the uh, odors from the bodies. And 99 out of 100 bodies are someone died in bed from a heart attack, choking on somebody, hit by a car, suicide. Yeah. Like it, there's no big mystery to be solved. It's just horrible, awful work, perhaps, most of the yeah. time. And, and so, and, it, yeah, if you're in, uh, you aren't dealing with, the body, but someone says, well, there's this chip of paint. We need to figure out where and what kind and where it may have come from. That may be the kind of puzzle that if you have ADD, you can get into it and you can solve that. And it's maybe you don't need as much of the personal interaction part because people appreciate you can do this technical stuff. And at the same time, other folks, maybe this is more the the combined type of ADHD, great salesman because they're looking for business. It's new, different. It's how do I approach this person, which may be different than this one. And it's go, go, go. You're going to get paid when you get the commission. There's some motivation. Um, and other folks, just sales doesn't work. So that's, again, a uh, look at your ADD, and I, what you just mentioned, I think, is another important thing. And I tell kids in high school or middle school going into high school, maybe the two most important things you can learn in high school are time management, figure out some system, planner, calendar, whatever, that works for you, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Because if you're showing interest, the teacher is going to respect that and give you that help. The professor... If you're coming close to flunking the class and you don't ask anything about it, they think you're just blowing it off. If you ask and say, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding this, what can you help me with? How can I look at it differently? People respect that. And then Absolutely. you and learn what you can so do. There's so many accommodations you can ask for. So sitting at the front of the class uh, is a simple one because there are fewer distractions. Um, finding the part of the course that's interesting to you and so on. And I, I'm going to jump around a bit, but, you know, you mentioned about the musical instruments. So my daughter, uh, her best friend is a doctor, but she was a, is a gifted artist. She actually mm. took a special degree as a medical illustrator, which is where she met her husband, who makes his living as a medical illustrator, which means yep. he doesn't have to deal with patients. He doesn't have to, um, you know, uh, have anyone's blood on his hands if you, or make critical decisions. He sits in on the operations and, I guess, photographs and does drawings for medical textbooks and articles and so on. 
um, and he gets to use his artistic ability. Yeah, this is that's the, great. Where I come back to, I'm interested in saving lives. Well, great. You could be doing that by volunteering for a uh, NGO in Greece helping Syrian refugees, which is a, a woman I know, a doctor, is now over there in Greece doing exactly that, helping uh, uh, refugees get settled and get educated and so on. And I don't even know if she's getting paid to do it. Uh, so you you can find inside of the bigger context of what you're good at or what you love. If you're creative and artistic, maybe you're a graphic artist, Maybe you're an art teacher. Maybe you're an illustrator at a company. Maybe you start a line of gift cards. I don't know what, but the, I, I really encourage people to throw it wide open and to try right. working with people who are already doing it. We had a young man named Jimmy come from, directly from a film and television course to work with us on a two-month internship, and he stayed five years. And he said to me about, as he started working full-time with us after the internship, he said, I've learned more here in the past three months than I did in three years at university because it was yeah. practical. Exactly. I got, you learned that practical got, stuff. Yeah, I got into television um, and all of the things I've done with zero education in television. My wife, who was also worked in television as an editor, took a three-year course, and it was important for her. But every five years, she had to learn a whole new editing system. Now it's Avid. Now it's, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, things come along. You have to learn the different parts, right. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's really, I think, uh, difficult for people, especially parents, don't want to hear this, uh, and I know I wouldn't, but consider a trade. Uh, so one of our friends, uh, she runs a television uh, business production company and has done editing for us and so on. She's amazing. Her uh, fiancé is a heavy machinery uh, pile driver operator uh, and hmm. made a fortune doing that and now teaches other pile drivers because they are short of people to run heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah you can't off. tell yeah, where it's going to go. And and yep. he's obviously interested in the, yeah, the subject. And then, gee, I need to pass this on and help with that. Um, well, as, yeah, as usual... Um, we've uh, come to the end of the time we okay. have yeah. way before the end right. of our uh, discussion. discussion. Um, so I, I want to go over just a couple of the, the takeaway points here. And I think number one is accept your ADHD, get to know what yep. your strengths are and where you need help, develop systems, support systems, take your time in figuring out careers and realize you don't have to decide in your first year of college what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Be open to changes, develop interests, and keep up with your interests even if they aren't exactly your your job or your career because it may lead to something later. And I think the, uh, the other one is get some experience in the fields you're looking at. Do the internship. Yeah. Volunteer to help develop the the social skills, things like that. Yep, and that, that it doesn't have to be a long internship for you to go, I was made to do this, or, oh, my God, I had yep. no idea. Here, how, I'm going you know, somewhere that, else. That's a, yeah, that's what I find with television and movie production. People are shocked. It's mostly sitting around waiting. For yes. Yeah, you need to get that experience. Well, my guest that's today has been Rick Green a writer, producer, comedian, and now um, the 
driving force behind totallyadd.com, which is an excellent resource for all of us with ADHD. And you've been listening to ADHD Focus. Rick, thank you again for being on the show. I always enjoy talking with you. Yeah, I hate talking with you, but yeah, I know that you Well, that's all right. I'm I'm glad you, you put up with it. So, yeah, folks, thanks for listening, and <laughs> take care, be well, and we'll talk later.